God bless you. This is Miles Kilby. I want to welcome you back to the Prophetic Podcast. And I want to share with you today about recognizing the spirit of witchcraft and operation and how to deal with the spirit of witchcraft operating. So first I'm going to begin by talking about how to recognize the spirit of witchcraft that is in operation. You know, there are people that listen to this podcast from other nations, and many people think that witchcraft might be more prevalent in nations like Africa or in Asia or in the Caribbean or in South America. But I want to tell you that it's just as real in the United States of America, here where we live. And I want to teach you today how to recognize the spirit of witchcraft and op- the spirit of witchcraft in operation. So first, I'm going to start off by defining what witchcraft is for you. And I want to give you this definition uh, from the Prophet's Dictionary. It says, Witchcraft is the occupation of the devil's agents exercising his dark powers for the production of his will. Okay, that's a powerful definition. It says the occupation or the job of the devil's agents exercising his dark powers for the production of his will. So there are supernatural powers that are at work. Okay, I want to tell you, you know, the true supernatural power of supernatural power is the uh, authentic source is obviously it comes from God, from the cross of Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you that the enemy also has supernatural power, but it is no comparison to the power of God in operation. But we cannot downplay uh, the power that he does possess. He does possess supernatural power uh, as an anointed uh, angel created by God. And so let me continue with the definition here. It says, an institution of satanic priests and priestesses of darkness. Uh, It continues on, female lust and the practice of spiritism and necromancy. Uh, Spiritually, the practice of abusing creation for one's own purposes by the imposition of demonic desires upon the will and lives of others by magic, sorcery, and other occultic means. Okay? That's very powerful because these are many ways how the spirit of witchcraft we see it manifest, uh, especially in countries like Africa and other places. Uh, Many times uh, the spirit of witchcraft would try to control nature. It would try to control the rain. It would try to control uh, food production. Uh, The spirit of witchcraft tries to control resources. Okay? That's very powerful because what the spirit of witchcraft tries to do is bring people into poverty. Okay, so it tries to control financial resources. It tries to control uh, natural resources in the earth. Okay, uh, that would bring about wealth for God's people. Okay, so the spirit of witchcraft likes to put people in poverty. And so we see that. That's why in many countries you'll see witch doctors, they try to... Uh, they, they try to control uh, the course of nature. They try to control uh, all of these things. That's why, you know, uh, the prophet Elijah, he said, there's been a drought here for how long? Uh, Elijah prayed, for the, prayed earnestly, uh, called fire down from heaven. And then after that, the floods and the rain began to come. And God, God broke the drought in the land. Uh, so when Ahab and Jezebel were ruling in the area and the prophets of Baal were ruling, there was a drought in the land. So that spirit of witchcraft that was operating, 
tries to control the course of nature. And Elijah the prophet had to come and break that supernaturally by releasing the power of God. So let's uh, continue to identify uh, the spirit of witchcraft and its operations. And there are three uh, distinct manifestations of the spirit of witchcraft. Uh, witchcraft itself is the power element of the supernatural, the dark side of the supernatural and the kingdom of darkness. And so it is the power element. So the enemy, um, like I said, we don't need to downplay. He does have supernatural power. But like I said, it's no match for the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, whose power is far superior. That is very important to understand that the, the enemy and his kingdom is no equal, is not equal to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is far superior and has all authority to overthrow the works of darkness. And so we must remember that when, we're in, when we encounter the spirit of witchcraft, that because we carry the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can overthrow the power and the works of darkness. Okay, so let me continue here. So when it comes to witchcraft, that is, relates to power. Uh, that is a, um, a counterfeit of the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. It's a counterfeit of the anointing, the true anointing from the Holy Spirit. Okay? Uh, then when we have what's called divination. Okay? Many times when it comes to divination, uh, that manifests through practices like fortune telling, uh, things like that. And so divination uh, is supernatural revelation is how people that are operating under demonic influence in the spirit of witchcraft access supernatural information, okay? And so, uh, again, it's a counterfeit of uh, the gifts of revelation, I believe, that come from the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God, the true supernatural. Amen? So, uh, you'll see this manifest through things like fortune-telling, uh, things like that, which fortune-telling is a counterfeit of, I would say, a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit. Okay, and then the third one is sorcery. Okay, sorcery is where someone is operating under the spirit of witchcraft. They're using things or objects to control other people. Okay, they're, they're casting spells, they're doing this, they're doing that. They're using things or objects to control people. And they do that through sorcery, okay? The, the spirit of witchcraft is a very manipulative spirit. It seeks to undermine authority, to overthrow authority. It seeks to gain control and influence illegally. And so this is how we have to recognize that spirit. It is, a, it is an imposter is what it is. And so people that are operating under the influence of that spirit, they are operating illegally and they are imposters. They are not operating by legitimate power and authority. And so I want to come to where we see the Bible talk about this in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15. And I want to read this account to you. This is concerning Saul and what the Lord instructed Saul to do uh, to, to the Amalekites. And I'm going to read this passage here 
and break down one of the main scriptures I'm going to focus on. So it says in 1 Samuel 15, verse 1, Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore listen to the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I remember what Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him on the road when he came up from Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. And do not spare them, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. And Saul gathered the people together and counted them in Telam, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to a city of Amalek and laid wait in the valley. And Saul said to the Kenites, Go, leave, go down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them, for you showed kindness to all the children of Israel. When they came up out of Egypt, so the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. Uh, verse 7, And Saul struck the Amalekites from Havilah until you come to Shur, which is over against Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag. Okay, let me read to you the footnote here. It says, Sparing Agag was a major error since he was an ancestor of Haman. Okay, I want you to get this because uh, Agag, this tells us right here, is Agag was an ancestor of Haman. So that spirit of Haman was trying to rise back up to destroy God's people. Okay, for Agag to be an ancestor of Haman, at least one of his sons must have survived. Okay, so let me continue here. You know, Haman uh, was killed on his own gallows, was hung on his own gallows because he tried to destroy all of Israel. God exposed his plan and delivered Israel, his people, uh, through Queen Esther and uh, her uncle uh, Mordecai. And so uh, he said, And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Verse 9, But Saul and the people, and the people spared Agag, the best of the sheep, of the oxen, of the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refuse that they destroyed utterly. Okay, so you see there, he clearly disobeyed God. He clearly rebelled and disobeyed the Lord and what God told him to do. God told him to utterly destroy everything. And Saul did not do that. He spared Agag, the king of the Amalekites. Uh, they took the, uh, the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and he kept all of that. Okay, so let me continue here in verse 10. Then the, then the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I regret that I have set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from, from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried to the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, Samuel was told, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set himself up a place and has gone about 
and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. You see what Saul said? Saul came and told the prophet that he had done what God had told him to do. Now he was clearly deceived and walking in deception and operating in rebellion. Uh, he was deceived and told Samuel that he had performed everything that God had spoken to him to do, which clearly that was not true. Okay, let's see what the prophet said. And Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Okay, this is what the prophets of today need to be operating in. We need to be operating in discernment, in keen discernment, supernatural discernment from the Holy Spirit that we are able to discern the truth from a lie. And so Saul had clearly lied to the prophet Samuel here. And Samuel said, no, you didn't. You didn't, you didn't uh, obey the Lord and all his commandments. You, I hear the sound of the sheep in my ears and I hear, I hear the oxen. So Samuel was hearing, and that's what prophets do. They hear supernaturally in the Spirit. They hear from God what is happening and what is taking place, the activity that's taking place in the land. And so it says, Then Samuel said to Saul, Excuse me, go back to verse 15. And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the, of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to, Saul, said to Saul, Stay, I shall tell you what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said to him, Say on. And Samuel said, When you were little in your own sight, you were not made the head of the tribes of Israel. But the Lord anointed you king over Israel. And the Lord sent you on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? but did hurry upon the loot and did bad things in the sight of the Lord. Okay, he did horrible things in the sight of God. Now notice, I want you to see that this rebellion came, you know, through the king. Okay, he came, the rebellion came through somebody who was the highest place in authority in the land. And that was through the king. The spirit of witchcraft was operating there. Okay. And so that's relevant to what's taking place in the United States of America right now. There's rebellion coming against and operating in the highest places and the highest offices in the land. And so let me continue here. Uh, verse 20, And Saul said to Samuel, Yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took sheep and oxen of the loot, and the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. So in other words, they, brought, they were trying to bring back the Amalekite sheep, the loot that they had taken, the sheep, the oxen, and all this and that. They wanted to bring it all back and make an offering to the Lord. But let me tell you this, that you never bring an offering to the Lord that God did not prescribe. In other words, any time in the Old Testament that God uh, wanted an offering brought before Him, it was, also, it was always at His instruction. So, um, you know, many times people will say, well, let's take up an offering, you give whatever you want to give. No, 
No, that's not how it works. Whenever you bring an offering to the Lord, you inquire of the Lord what the offering is to bring to Him. Otherwise, the offering would not be accepted. Okay? And so this is very important for people to understand. You don't just bring God anything. This offering wasn't acceptable to God because God said something contrary to what they were doing. So they were not in the will of God. They were not doing what the Lord uh, had spoken to them to do. And so they were, they were trying to bring an offering to the Lord, which He had not instructed them to bring. And it was not an offering that was acceptable to Him and acceptable in His sight. And so, let me continue. It says, And Saul, and Saul said to Samuel, Yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. He's still talking about how he obeyed God. He obeyed the voice of God. But clearly we know he didn't. Have you ever met anybody like that? They, they keep telling you that they've obeyed the voice of the Lord, but they haven't. That's when they're operating in rebellion and witchcraft. Okay, It's very obvious to everybody else that they didn't obey God. They didn't obey the, obey the voice of the Lord. But they believe themselves that they obeyed the voice of God. So they're walking in strong delusion and, and in rebellion against the Lord, operating in witchcraft. Okay, so verse 22, And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than the sacrifice, to listen is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion, this is the key verse I want to focus on now, verse 23, For rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is like idolatry and image worship or idol worship because you have rejected the word of the Lord he has also rejected you from being king okay so this is where uh, the Bible identifies uh, or one place where the Bible identifies what the spirit of witchcraft is and it's uh, through this event with the with King Saul okay he clearly tells us here he says for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion is the origin of witchcraft, okay? And so whenever you are rebelling against God's authority that He has established, that He has put in place, whenever you are rebelling against the will of God and the purpose of God, what God would do, rebelling against the word of the Lord, you are operating in witchcraft. And so everywhere in our society, there is strong rebellion that has taken place everywhere we look. There's rebellion in the home, there's rebellion in the school, there's rebellion in the workplace, there's rebellion in the church, okay, in all these different places, okay, and that's when these sheep, they try to come and headbutt you, okay, they try to oppose you, okay, they try to headbutt you, they try to oppose you, you ever had a sheep butt you? It's like a billy goat trying to butt you, okay, but uh, it is rebellion, it is witchcraft. And so there's a lot of this going on right now. There's a lot of it taking place. And essentially what it is, it is directly disobeying the voice of God, the word of the Lord, and what God has purposed to take place, what he is speaking and saying in the now. This is why we need a revelation. We need the prophets to rise up and begin to, begin to speak and declare the word of the Lord so people will know how to come into alignment with God, so people will know 
what God is doing in this hour and how He's moving so that you aren't operating in rebellion, but you're coming into alignment with Him and what He's doing, what He's saying. So I want to encourage you with this word. This is how you identify and how you recognize the, this spirit of witchcraft that's operating. Now, how are we seeing the spirit of witchcraft operating right now? You know, in the United States, we see a lot of rebellion. Uh, everywhere we look, we see rebellion, like I said, in, in the home. Rebellion of the children against parents. Okay? Dishonor. Okay? What, what does rebellion look like? It looks like dishonor. Dishonoring. It's not loving. It's not honoring. It's not respectful. It's out to control. Okay? Okay, it's out to control other people. Okay, its main object is to control. Okay? And witchcraft also can manifest uh, as the, the religious structure of man. Religion is part of this spirit of witchcraft operating. So people that are operating in a form of religion... Okay, religion of fallen man. Okay, it's a religious structure, a religious mindset, a religious stronghold. This is also influence uh, or a manifestation of the spirit of witchcraft in operation. So we need to recognize, get out of agreement, repent of any involvement, uh, repent of any agreement that we've had with the spirit of witchcraft, break every tie, repent of it and move on. Repent. Uh, break every um, spirit of witchcraft. Any way that we've been influenced by the spirit of witchcraft, we need to break it. Every word curse. Uh, any way and every way. It needs to be broken. In Jesus' name. So Lord Jesus, we just thank you right now for the spirit of witchcraft to be broken. In the name of Jesus right now. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for a revelation taking place. And what it is, too, it's an undermining of authority and going against the authority that God has established. Amen. So I pray that you're blessed by this teaching, that uh, it brings insight uh, to you, and um, that you'll be able to identify this spirit that's operating very strongly right now uh, in, in the nations of the earth, in different places, in the marketplace, and in the church also. So, God bless you. I want to thank you for joining me. And again, I'll be posting uh, podcasts regularly uh, so you can continue to tune in and uh, receive from these teachings that are coming out, these words, from, these words that the Lord is uh, releasing. Also, I'll be doing some interviews with different people, and I believe that will be a great blessing to you. Amen. So God bless you. I pray you have a wonderful day.